Hey everybody, good evening. Uh, welcome to the Forever and Athlete podcast. And this is Eric, and I'm the author of the Forever and Athlete program, which is available on um, Amazon paperback as well as Kindle. And like like we usually talk about, we're trying to dive into dive in deeper to some preventative health topics. Uh, we're not we're not doctors, or we're not trying to scratch the surface of, of medicine at all. But we really, really try to kind of bring up some topics that have been touched on through the years and some common sense issues and just some good preventative health um, habits to do, especially now. This is cold flu virus season. We're deep in the winter. Uh, people are people are cold. People are stuck inside. People are not getting outside for breathing and for sunlight and daylight. <laughs> and they might be stuck inside too much. So just in general, what are some good things, healthy tactics we can do for this cold and flu and virus season and uh, my my buddy johnny of johnny's health tips is here johnny what's up out from the west coast still out here in the west coast southern california how you guys doing over there sounds awesome sounds awesome yeah it's 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 in the teens uh 15 or so 14 here newport rhode island so okay uh, then i'm never going to complain that i'm cold again over here (laughs) Yeah, you should, you should not, you should not. I know. But it's, yeah, it's the dead of winter. I mean, we're, you know, we're in mid January. So this is is basically what you get. Um, So yeah. Anyways, we, we, we had some thoughts about, I don't know, just, just a discussion. This is, this is, again, this is a non, non medical doctor discussion, but, but some, some things we could bring up to maybe food for thought for people, how to be healthier during this season. So what, what did you come up with, John, for like deep in the winter, colds, flus, viruses are out there. What what are some of the things that um, you would recommend to your clients and, and then just that you do yourself? One of the main, main things is vitamin D. And I just got my vitamin D test uh, this year and uh, I, I'm okay. I'm in the okay range, although I don't know if I'm in the optimal range. I don't feel like I'm in the optimal range, but... Vitamin D is a is a major problem, and in these few months, even on the even on the Southern California uh, line down here, but a lot yeah. of people I know because it gets cold and people are all bundled up, and there's not a lot of people that are running around with their shirts off like they are in the fall, spring, and summer. You know, vitamin D vitamin D deficiency is a problem, like like you're saying. Vitamin D deficiency, yeah. and this is in Southern California. I can imagine what it's like over there. And then, you know, there's a lot of research shows that, you know, there's a lot of different, well, colds and flus happen when most of the time, yeah. especially back, back east where you are in Boston and those, you know, from the, from the midline of America all the way up. Yeah. Yeah. It happens in, it happens in the winter months, right? December, January, February, March, right around there. Yes. Those months, because there's a correlation that the sun is lower. People are inside more, and they're bundled up. They're not getting that sunlight on their skin, and they're probably not supplementing or they're not eating high vitamin-rich foods, mm-hmm. and they're not supplementing enough. Right. Um, and there's also, you know, the, the rest factor. You know, yes, that's involved, sleep, and, you know, maybe they're a little more stressed or who knows, especially these last couple of years. So, yes, I'm going with vitamin D is the number one. So what kind of baseline just, again, you're not, 
you're not prescribing anything to anyone, but what baseline you can do extra, extra nutritional, um, foods with vitamin D, but, but also you need a supplement. So what would like, what would be like a supplement that uh, you would. Uh, supplement would be, would be my number one choice is cod liver oil. Gotcha. And, and that they make ones that, that do not taste nasty like they used to back in the seventies and eighties where right. Yep. They make good ones now and they make them lemon flavored and they also have them in pill form. So you just swallow them and you're good to go. You take them with food and you know, and uh, you're okay. You take them with meals because they're fat soluble, oil soluble, and yep. you want them to digest with the digestive enzymes of your food. You do not want to take them by yourself, by itself, you know? Right. Take them with another fatty or protein. Good, good. I like that. Nice, nice recommendation. Um, so for, for me, for number one, this is something that we, as kids, my mom was, my mom was pretty good at, um, making sure that we clean and keep, keep your environment clean. So, and that all kind of ties into air quality, especially if you're inside a lot and you're kind of forced inside. Um, that doesn't mean you can have kind of stale, non-circulating air quality. So I'm big on air quality. I always kept a window open no matter where I lived and um, in the winter when it was freezing out, I would have a, a window cracked open. I'd always have that air airflow. Um, some some questions to ask yourself, I guess, and some things to consider. You know, if you move into a new apartment or you're renting, um, you know, is all the bedding yours? Like, are you cleaning all the bedding? Are you sleeping on a on a bed? Um, should you get a brand new mattress topper? Should you throw everything away, mattress topper, pillows, everything, and completely start from scratch? And I would say yes. Um, are there porous substances around, meaning um, the rugs and everything, like um, curtains, that kind of thing? Are they too porous to collect all sorts of dust and dirt and grime? <coughs> Excuse me. And, and I would say focus on that. So that would be vacuuming, that would be getting airflow, that would be um, washing every surface. So I, I just, you know, I would ta I'd take all the, all the couches apart with um, the zip, zip the couch coverings apart and completely wash those, completely wash all the blankets, um, vacuum everything, spray everything down. Um, you know, the, the, the porous stuff I don't like, I like, I like wood topping, you know, wood furniture or whatever, because you can you can spray it down with, um, with pledge and stuff like that and, and keep it clean that way or, or, or wipe. But this is just kind of things to consider. So it's dust. You want to get rid of the dust, the pathogens, the old, you know, skin cells, the, the, the old dirt. And you want to just be aware of all of that stuff. Um, also the airflow coming from the, the heater source or whatever, wherever the heating source is there, is there a filter? So change that filter, throw away the filter get a new filter in if you can clean the duct work. I mean, that's another whole can of worms that you open up, but that's my, that's my thing. Try to get air quality. Of course, with that, I think you're going to talk about this next, John is, is the, um, getting outside, of course, for air quality, trying to, trying to breathe fresh air. And that's my whole thing. So that's just one thing to consider kind of food for thought to consider to stay healthy. Nice, um, Mike. I like that for sure. Cause we're all dealing with, we have some nasty ducts. In fact, we don't even use our ducts our heating system because yeah. we're so afraid of it because it's an old building from the seventies. And I guaranteed 
I don't even want to know what's going to come out of that thing if we turn it on. <laughs> no. So we only use space heaters. Yep. And even the space heater that I use makes me cough a little bit. So because there's a little plastic around there, I think. Who knows? My, but, uh, my that's another, that's another uh, uh, along with both of those discussions, that's another thing to, to, to bring up. My space heater has a filter on the back, so it pulls... It pulls the air through this filter, so I'm I'm, I'm washing the filter frequently, and uh, and if yeah yeah if you're in an old building that's a tough thing like this these are things people don't consider if you're in a in a you you know a building of twenty thirty units or something do they have sure. much control over the over your duct work you know you right. you really don't unless you create a big stink to make sure that they clean the duct work so is it better off having your own space heater and handling that yourself? Obviously be safe with the space heater, unplug it. Don't use sure. it. Don't use it when you're not right next to it. Unplug it when you leave. Um, but yeah, if you have kids, if you have kids and who knows, you need a space heater in each room and the kid's going to knock the thing over. Oh, yeah. Without know? question. You got to be very, very cautious with that. But I, I like the air. I like the air quality thing. And you had your, for your second, for your second, um, consideration for keep staying healthy in the winter you, you your your second thing getting, getting fresh air yeah so cracking your windows we talked about crack your window a little bit get fresh air throughout your apartment because we know this uh we got a lot of viruses and, and respiratory um viruses that are running around out there bacteria and viruses and that doesn't matter that can happen anytime in the season so you uh, you want to get the blow out that air out of your apartment Number one, real quick, you know, for the first five minutes or whatever, get some clean if you haven't been there in a while. And then when you're there, um, you know, work on some, uh, some besides exercise, I think a lot of people do not know how to breathe properly and okay. they don't know how to use the lower lungs, the lower diaphragm. And also, most people, if not, I don't know how many, what the percentages, uh, breathing through the nose, in through the nose because you're going to filter a lot of those particles with the nose hairs. That's what it's made for. Great point. Nose breathing. And a lot of people have problems of allergies and all kinds of stuff, especially when there's too much sugar intake that causes inflammation of the nasal passages and they can't breathe through the nose. And I know this because I, when I would eat a sweet, a sweet, my nose, my nasal passages would clog up. They were the first things that would get inflamed. And yeah. I could not breathe through my nose. I'd have to start breathing through my mouth. That's when I did like a real sweet, uh, a donut or a, a Milky Way or a, an old That's Hershey good. bar. Great point. Now if I do a hockey, uh, now if I do a, a dark chocolate bar, it's different. I don't I don't get that same effect. That's 70% at least yeah. of dark chocolate, not sugar, which a real Hershey bar is about, it's about 5% uh, chocolate and really 10% max, you know? Great point. Yeah, that's a great point. And and on top of it, it could it could be sugar, but it also could be sugars, alcohol, um, and fried foods. You know, the trans fatty acids that cause all that inflammation that that would change the structure of of your you know your sign the space in your sinuses. Could be yes. all of those, or or one of them, depending on how your your body responds. <laughs> right. Yes. Processed foods. Anything processed, pretty much, is what we're talking about, right? So, how would you go about getting more? better airflow in, in, into your deeper lung area, that space? Through breathing exercises, through working on, um, on 
working on belly breathing. We call it belly breathing. One of them is also uh, called Kundalini Yoga, and they teach you how to belly breathe. And also with uh, like pregnancy, they'll teach you how to, to, to breathe. But the best thing you can do is lie on your back. And when you lie on your back, and you can do this in bed, when you're lying on your back and you and you take a breath in, your stomach should rise. Right. And with all that belly breath. So that's when you're, you're filling the lower diaphragm up from the bottom up, as we say, the bottom of the barrel to the top of the barrel. So you want to just breathe through that belly and do nice calming breaths. Great. In, and you maybe and then you breathe out at a nice even rhythm rhythm uh, rhythm like breathing. That's great, John. Good and good. You and and you that. You can practice that in the morning when you wake up, you can practice it. You definitely should practice it before you go to bed to calm yourself down. And that'll help you sleep like a baby. And then throughout the day, if you're driving, especially when you're stressed, work on those big belly breaths. Belly, ribs, chest. Fill it all up and then slow breath out. And they say the breath out should be almost twice as long as that breath in. Just think about that. That's a great That's a great point. And you also have a good – you do a good job on your um, Instagram, um, Johnny's Health Tips and then um, JP's South Bay Boxing on, on how to do – that. This, this technique, this exact technique, belly, Thank you. belly, yeah. rib cage, chest. I like that. Um, yeah, and I'll do, I'll do it online. Like we'll do, we could do one right now and, and you can hear the sound of it. Like if I do one into the, I'll do, I do it usually on my, on my show and I do yeah. it through the mouth so people can hear that, hear that breath in. And then I do the shush out the mouth, but normally right. I would do into the nose because I'd normally breathe into the nose, and then I do a shush out the mouth. But you could also breathe out the nose too, well, as we, long as it's slow and rhythmical. We can come. We can definitely come back and do another another day of, of just breathing. That's that's great. Slow and rhythmic, rhythmical in through the nose, out through the mouth, and try to in, 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 try to enhance all the space in your stomach and rib cage. Yep. That's great. That's great. Well, my fourth or my second, so our top four here for healthy tactics for cold and flu and virus season is, um, we touched on it. So you just mentioned your sugars. You mentioned, um, you know, maybe not eating high quality foods. So along with focusing on air quality, let's focus on nutrient density. So a couple of my favorite books that I used to read that I read with my dad and stuff that we kind of passed back and forth to each other. Dr. Furman, Dr. Stephen Pratt talked a lot about nutrient density. So what is that? What does that mean? So it's the amount of nutrients you're gaining per unit of food consumed. So the unit of food is going to be the same no matter what. So call it four ounces, whether it's salmon, almonds, a Twinkie, or uh, spinach. You know, so the, the unit, the, the per unit, amount of food is the same how much you how much nutrient density does that food have so that's both macro and micronutrients so the macro macronutrients are carbohydrates fats and proteins the micronutrients are everything else it's it's minerals it's vitamins it's all your trace minerals and so you want to have foods that are very high in terms of nutrient levels and low 
uh, it can be it can be low or neutral. It can be high calorie as well, which is fine, or neutral calories, just okay calories. But what it can't be is high calorie, low low nutritional values. So things with high nutrient densities off the bat. You pro- you you're probably thinking of them right now, John. But salmon, olive oil, almond butter, macadamia nuts, walnuts, pumpkin seeds, green leafies, spinach, um, dark 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 fruits, dark reds, uh, dark purples, blueberries, berries, and that kind of thing are high nutrient density foods. Um, yep. What else? What else would you add on that? Chocolate, you forgot about that glorious dark chocolate in there with the blueberries. High high antioxidant. That's that's true. Good point. Good point. Um, and then so low nutritional value would be almost as low as you can get is something like uh, potato chips or any kind of chip, any kind of the chip family. Um, unless it's unless it's a real potato, unless it's a real like dark, um, I don't know, maybe sweet potato um something like that but there there if you look at the nutritional back backing of that is is you're not gaining much and and it's fairly high calories something like a hamburger is actually not it's neither high nor low it's kind of in the middle maybe low low middle for nutrient density because that actually gives you a fair amount of protein and and some fats and some of the fats you need and some of them are not not all that great but um so anything that's going to be super high in sugar and not offering a lot of vitamins and minerals and protein or fat, it's offering a lot of carbohydrate with the sugar. But um, let's let's focus on more nutrient density and and less on low, poor quality nutrient density. And of course, that depends on what type of hamburger. What type of hamburger are you talking? <laughs> Good point. Right. That's people are listening now, going, "Fuck, I don't know what type of hamburger he's talking about." McDonald's. All right, that sounds like it's medium, but. Well, we're yeah. Hydrogenated fat, so we're gonna stay away from the McDonald's because that's not not only gonna have nutrient, you know, lack of nutrient density like a good burger would be if you got one at uh, the grocery store, like say a bison burger or even a grass-fed burger or even a regular burger. But yeah. you can't compare a McDonald's burger because it's gonna be hydrogenated and it's probably half soy, if anything, right? Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. That's a whole other whole other topic of conversation. Is is the, the quality of the food itself. So yeah, if you, if you, just like we talked our discussion with eggs, you want to have more free range grass fed, hopefully they're living out outdoors and not crammed inside in the, in the factory farming method, but they're outside roaming, eating grass, and then they're humanely, um, you know, slaughtered and, and not, not done so in an inhumane way. And then, um, not fed all the antibiotics and the in the hormones and injections and stuff like that. So you're right. That try to focus on the on the on the yeah. more organic, higher higher end quality meat than than just any old meat. <laughs> Good point. Exactly. Good point. Um, yeah. Anything else to add, John? That's our that's our kind of yeah, top four. Yeah, I mean, we can go off for for a long time on all kinds of yeah. All, remember, because all this overlaps. One overlap. You know, one overlaps into another. A lack of oxygen creates inflammation levels, which we can do a whole other show on that. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it all overlaps one and the other. But we just keep it somewhat simple. Four things to, that people can remember to, to you know to look at. Yeah, definitely. And 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 
more, more thought provoking, more of like, oh yeah, air quality, I should focus on that. Or, oh yeah, my, my deep breathing, let's, let's not forget that. You know, when you're like, you always, you always suggest to do it when you're, when you're walking to your car in the parking lot or, um, after a stressful time, maybe you just sit in your car and focus on that when you're not driving. Yep. And, um, make it a habit. Once you start, you start, okay. Then I'm starting to make it an habit. And then you start feeling better and you go, wow, I feel really good when I do this. Yep. I do it before I do it. I do it right from my car when I go home at night and I have about a two block walk and I work on my deep breathing as I'm walking. It's nice and slow. And because I know I'm going into an apartment that's been kind of stale. The, the air is it's not fresh, right? Yeah, that's a great point. When I get into my car every morning, first thing I do is I open up the windows. Now, I don't know if you guys going to do that here <laughs> back east, but I do it here because yeah. I know there's you know, air in the car and I want to get some fresh air blowing through here, you know? And the, uh, the, the, the plastics, the plastics are oxidizing. So they're, they're giving off their own, um, their own compounds that are not the greatest to, to breathe in. Yeah. That's sure. your point. Especially, sure. In, especially in summertime. Yeah. For, Good point. When it's warm out, for sure. Open those windows up and get that stuff out. That's a great point. In, in both your car, in, in your office, if you're going there, whether wherever the office may be anymore, if even if it's in your house or in your car or at an office or at a gym, um, open those windows up, get some airflow. And um, yeah, good point. Yep, we could, these, these all overlap and we'll probably talk more about them at, at greater length. Um, but this was, uh, this was a good, good list to start with. Thanks. Thanks again, John. Um, appreciate it. Your insight, as always, unless you got anything else to add. No, I'm good. I'm saying uh, say goodbye and thank you, thank you very much. And everybody, get healthy out there. Everybody, drink their water because I always hammer on about getting hydrated. It's very easily to not get hydrated, especially when it's cold out there. Yeah. Your body doesn't want to get. Your body doesn't really feel the need for it. So remember, you guys, hydrate and breathe. Get some oxygen. Do your deep breathing exercises, and that's it. Out, out of here from the West Coast, the warm, sunny, warm West Coast to you guys. <laughs> Stay warm out there, guys. Excellent. Excellent. Appreciate it, Johnny. And uh, yeah, Forever an Athlete podcast signing out. Thanks, guys. Bye.